It's a perfect 10 for Nadia Komenichi, Triple Salcow, Katerina Vitt, Yevgeny Plushenko, Ivan Drago. Excuse oh, me. hey, Mike. Hi, uh, what are you doing? Well, you know Bob Costas is stepping down from host of the Olympics. I do, yeah. And I thought with my show and my background, uh, I kind of am a good match for that. So I'm just doing a little training. Maybe you didn't get the uh, memo or the tweet or the uh, Snapchat. I'm replacing Bob on the primetime Olympics on NBC. I don't know. I've got an inside guy that says that job is wide open right now. Oh, okay. So I'm just doing all the practicing right here. Great, hey, great. Garrett. Mike Tarico. Garrett. Hey, nice to hey, meet you, man. How are you? Great to see you. Heard a lot about you. Hey, yeah. man, I wanted to congratulate you on uh, oh, getting the Olympics job, man. That's, that's, so that's fake news. That's fake news, pal. Uh, no, that's real news. And best I know, you have a show of your own that you host already. So. Oh, live show? No script? What could possibly go wrong? I'm screaming for some reason. I'll tell you why I'm screaming. This is season three. How about Jim Furyk last week? Jim will be so pleased that he got one whoop in the audience. But everywhere we go, and I talk about Callaway Live, we've, just think of the guests we've had on this show. We've had people from all facets of the, the world of entertainment, sports, business, of course, tour players. And every time I go to around the country, people say, well, who's, who's going to be next? I say, who's going to be next? Haven't you watched the show before? And they say, no, they have not. <laughs> and every time I, I, I think of who's the one guest, who's the one guest that I would want on this show that we haven't had yet? Who's the one guest that we would bribe with clubs? Who's the one guest that we would bribe by saying we're going to bring you in front of a studio audience and make you feel like king for a day? Who's the one guest that we want most of all? Who is it? You know? Do you know? It's Mike Tarico. He's on the show tonight. What do you mean you don't know? All right. And I promised Mike Tarico we're going to give him a good show tonight. Okay? Yes. All right. That's our pledge. All right. We're in? You in? We're in. I'm not bringing him out until you guys say you're in. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to embarrass me or any of you until you say you're ready to go. Are you guys ready to go? That's what I like. 25 years. Mike Tirico was at ESPN before jumping ship to, I guess, a competitor. Who would do that? Who would work in a competitor and then jump ship to another competitor? That's right. 25. Before, it's funny because it's true. Before jumping over to NBC, he was recently named the host of the Olympics, which will start Winter Olympics, I guess, in Korea. And then he will be the summer host in Japan. And pretty much, are the Olympics always going to be in Asia now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> see, what's, see what's happening. Please welcome to Callaway Live, none other, Mike Tirico. There's Mike Tirico. I wasn't lying. Oh, Harry. Hey, everybody. How are you? Good to see you, man. How are you? Good. I didn't see you. Mike Tirico. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was not lying. 
Has, has the introduction ended yet? Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not a professional host. That's why I need you on the show. By the way, that whole who else would you rather see, that you told Jim Nance the same thing, too. So don't, did, yes. don't play that yes, up to I'm, me. I'm a little bit of a suck-up for my <laughs> sports media heroes. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Olympic host. What do we do? Do we sit up or do we sit back? What's the deal? What's the chair? I'm following What's your, your lead. chair etiquette. You I'm want, following your lead. You want to be relaxed? All we, I know is... We'll go full. We'll go full Olympic host. Well, Costas has told me. Yeah, Costas has told me you got to do the full. We'll go full Olympic cross, host. socks. We're we're following your lead. Here well, Mike said right before the show as we were walking out, he goes, "Hey, listen, I've done a lot of these. All I can say is tonight somebody's career is going to end. Let's make sure it's not both of our careers." <laughs> well, I was like, yours. "Great pep talk." <laughs> all for yours ended. Yeah, yeah, it could be mine. Mine ended long ago. <laughs> so you get you get the call. You're going to be host of the Olympics. What is that like to get that kind of call? Uh, I, I wasn't expecting it at this time. I had hopes that somewhere down the line, Bob would, quote, pass Die? the torch. Oh, no. <laughs> Bob doesn't watch the show. Harry. Bob doesn't watch the show. Harry. Sorry. Bob's my friend. <laughs> Don't say that about a friend. Die of laughing at how funny the show is. Yes, at your opening go. monologue. Yes, I think, yeah, I think yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew it would at some point be a part of the Olympic Games. It wasn't real. I was hoping that that would continue in South Korea for the Winter Games and then Tokyo and beyond that. But when I did get the call, it surprised me because we didn't know when Bob was going to decide that he had done enough. He's done 11 primetime Olympics. That record won't be touched in all likelihood. He's been on 12 Olympics as the host, so the opportunity to get to do is pretty neat. He feels like he got to the end of his run, and it's great because he didn't retire. He's transitioning to doing more baseball, more of the journalism, long-form stuff he likes to do, and he said he felt like somebody was ready with the ability to come in and do the job, which has set me up for complete failure. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, ironically, with all of the golf studio work and play-by-play, that you've done, I feel like that was pretty good training for sitting in a studio ushering people through these ginormous broadcasts for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, and night after night. The unique thing about the primetime Olympic slot, it's 18 straight nights on network TV. Nothing has a run like that for those three, three and a half hour chunks. And you're not on for a lot of it, to be very candid. You're taking people from snowboarding to ice skating or to some bobsled or luge which i know you're a big fan of big me. luge guy yeah are you a singles or doubles oh luge doubles, guy? Yeah. Doubles doubles. Luge. there's nothing weird about that <laughs> yeah it is doubles. uncomfortable to doubles. watch at times doubles luge. well it's an it's really uncomfortable because i go i show up for the doubles luge when it's actually someone wanting to only do singles luge. that's a problem so, yeah, that is that's, a problem you're yes. not invited so no. so so you're on you're on doing those and connecting the events and that that is very much like calling golf we're doing some of the other studio stuff, so it shouldn't be too hard. I, I won't screw it up too much, and if I do, you won't see me in 2020. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can take yeah. a, you can take a little break. Exactly. Well, your career is one I don't even know. When you go and talk to, you know, young people wanting to get into broadcasting, mm -hmm. they couldn't even model your career because you started out as an anchor and then made the transition into play-by-play, -play, which is pretty unusual. Right, and if you go backwards, I really started out as a radio play-by-play -play guy. In college, that's what I thought I would be. I went to Syracuse, and my assumption was I would be, if I got lucky, calling the games of a team, a football team, a basketball team, or a college. And then when I got to ESPN, it was mostly to be a sports center anchor, sitting at the desk, had the chance to do studio, then play-by-play, -play, and now I've come back almost full circle. But now I get to do a little bit of both, a little bit of play-by-play, some golf, a little bit of the Olympic studio stuff, 
some horse racing along the way. So it's it's a whole bunch of different things, and that's what I need. I've got you know I was 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 not born in this generation, <laughs> but I have this generation's personality. I need something new, need something change, and do something different. So it works for me perfectly right now. Well, how did you get involved in golf? Because it seemed like you were doing all of these traditional sports like you know basketball, football, and then boom, you're on golf. True story. Very people. Few people know, and very few people care, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Jim Kelly, who was a great announcer at ESPN for many years, was the voice of the senior tour for a very long time. Jim was calling senior tour golf with Andy North, Bob Murphy, and Gary Koch, and had to miss three events for the America's Cup sailing races in San Diego. So when he was out, they needed somebody to fill in, so they asked me if I would do it. I had no experience calling golf. They figured that I wouldn't screw it up. And I went, and Andy North and Gary Koch and Bob Murphy were phenomenal. They're a big reason that I didn't sink, and I was able to swim a little bit through it. And after the three events, then my boss from ESPN went to ABC. They were reinventing their golf coverage in 97. So I said, well, we want you to come sit in the tower with Curtis Strange. So here I was, 30 years old, and trying to figure that out, which was the uh, biggest experience in my life, because it was network TV, it was 18th Tower, Curtis Strange, Bob Rosberg, God rest his soul, Judy Rankin, Steve Melnick, a whole bunch of cool people. Got to work with Jim McKay on a couple of British Opens along the way. And that's what really gave me the profile to start doing football and all the other junk that has followed since then. 30 years old in 97, that makes us roughly the same age. You jerk! <laughs> jerk! All oh. this stuff, you've done Monday night football, you've done Sunday night football. You've I just turned 50. Oh. Okay, you're a lot older than I I'm am. I'm very insulting. <laughs> <laughs> what, so what about Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football? Because yeah. those would seem to be the pinnacle of, of sort of someone in your career's place to end up. I would say it's pretty cool. If I asked everybody in this audience, what's the theme song for Monday Night Football? Three, two, one. <laughs> That's so bad. That is so bad. We, we'll fix that we in post. Don't worry this, about right? it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I asked everyone absolutely. in this room... What's the theme to Monday Night Football? Three, two, one. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. In any case, you got the yeah. point. <laughs> Fine group you've assembled. Yeah, they know too. a lot about golf. They yeah. don't know. They don't know jack about football. Yeah. Um, that theme still, when you hear it in your ear, those ten years I did Monday Night, it took me back to my younger days when it was Howard Cosell and Don Meredith and Frank Gifford. And the cool thing people don't know, Monday Night Football was not very popular when it started. As a matter of fact. It went to ABC because everyone else had a really good primetime. CBS and NBC didn't want to screw up their primetime. So ABC was last. They took it, and it became iconic in many, many ways, especially with Cosell. Now it's different because there's so much football on TV. At that point, getting a game at primetime, a sporting event at night, was brand new. Now, if we have six, seven games a night on, you're like, honey, it's a light night. There's nothing on TV. <laughs> it's just changed so much. So that really started an entire avenue that sports has gone down forever that uh, was pretty special to be a small part of its history doing it for 10 years and having a great time with guys like John Gruden and Tony Kornheiser and Ron Jaworski and Joe Theismann. As a matter of fact, Jaws and John Gruden and I, when we were the booth together, we got to play golf with Donald Trump. Just Donald Trump. His name brings a bell to me. Um, Tweeter. <laughs> yeah, I will. Tweeter. I will. Tweeter. I can't believe I walked right into this football talk too, because I'm, you know, I'm a huge Falcons fan, and the I don't Atlanta, know if you watched the, the game. Atlanta Falcons. Yes, yes, I know. They, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they were they were in the Super Bowl this year. They 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 did they finished in place, win place and show they. Place. We were on the podium. We were on the podium. Silver medal. Yes. Maybe I should be saying now. It, 
it was uh, what I didn't know, and this I don't know how Jeff Newbarth, our producer, did this, but yeah. I got back and he said, "How'd the game go?" Mm -hmm. I said, "Well, you know, it went pretty well right. um, for a while." And then 28-3 uh, at some point, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, that's true. 21 <laughs> call that? 21-3. What's her name? Lady Gaga jumped down. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. She was looking right at me too. Did she? Came down. And 28-3 uh, came back and scored after the 29-minute half. That's right. We did that. Yep. In the yep. third quarter, in yep. good shape. Yep. Even from what I remember, a onside kick that the Falcons recovered. Yeah, so we sure did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Pretty much everything was in the Falcons' hands to bring a title to the South, the unofficial capital of South Atlanta, Georgia. Chance to open the Mercedes-Benz Stadium next year on opening night on Sunday Night Football, special <laughs> Thursday edition on NBC. Matt Ryan. But what happened? Well, you know... Why don't you sit back and tell you me know, You know, Mike, that's why they play the games. And... What I didn't know is Jeff Newbarth and you had conspired because you knew that you were coming on the show. And I was there. And you were there. Yeah. To record me during the game, which I didn't know. Use this phone. And right there. And, um, well, let's take a look. So this, is, uh, this was me at the game. Oh, it's right here. So we can take a look back Right there. here, yeah, we'll fix all this. We'll tighten this up and post. Hey, there I am. Look at that. Looks a lot like our green room. There we are. Is that was... We went up 21 nothing. Going ahead, this is the exaltation excited. of leading. Yes. A lot of people wouldn't wear their badge to the game, but I did. <laughs> did it get you any access to anything? That's how confident I was. Yeah. So yeah. So you were at a high, so then, 23. Uh, yeah, so then it, and then we we went up, as you mentioned, 28-3. Parade Kevin down Coleman Peachtree. will catch in the flat. Sure, yeah. Went in untouched. Mm -hmm. and, this is the uh, reaction. Here I am. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there I am. Joy. There I am. Was wearing my red, my red OGO shirt. How, how come? Um, were they getting a drink for you at that point, or did no. you go by yourself? I was, I was high fiving. Oh. Somehow, uh, somehow Lex, our our fine editor, was at the game uh -huh. with me and gave me a high five. So you're feeling good at this I point. I was feeling. I was riding high. I was getting texts, and then all of a sudden things started to slip away. Uh -huh. The game gets a little tighter. Oh, here we are. This was uh, right 28. 28-20. Oh, were those the running plays that Tighten, should have been called that were not? Tightening up, yeah. It's the five running plays in the second half. That was the sack. That was the yeah. sack and fumble. Yeah, right. And High tower the, of the hit. Yeah. 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 That was bad. And then, But I still thought we had it in the bag. And then mm -hmm. uh, and the, the Patriots had a pretty good player on their team named Tom Brady. Tim, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> and Tim then Brody. They, uh, yeah. Here I am. They just they just scored. They tied it up. This is the two-point conversion. Two-point conversion. Yes, great route, Edelman. Yeah, it was left a, side. That was uh, two receivers. offensive pass interference. No, no, you have, a, yeah. you have all you have just the two yards. It was a correct call. Mike Pereira oh, ruling yeah. on the field stands. No, no. Yeah. So it's 28-28 now. Right, I still felt good. Yeah. We lost the, we lost the, uh, the coin flip. Yeah, and then shame. they marched down pretty much untouched <laughs> and scored. And then here. Oh, no. Yeah. But the badge looks good. Badge on the stayed way on. Down. Badge stayed clipped. And yeah, that was it. It's over Thanks right for forming me. Yeah. I'm glad, I was glad to walk that through. Anything for the show. So, appreciate that. I'm going to go have five shots of alcohol. Don't go anywhere. When we get right back, we'll have more with Mike Tirico. <laughs>
which Mike just said during the break that he's going to come back on the show when the Falcons win the Super Bowl, which yes. will be about this time next year. I look forward to that. Yeah, that'll, that'll be, great. be great. That'll be great. So what? how much prep will you do on, like, a big golf, golf broadcast like the British Open? Because mm-hmm. you, you made the switch over to NBC, and they gave you, what, like four days, and then they sent you right off to, to the British Open? No, the, it was eight. It was eight, eight, it was eight, eight days. days. It was eight days. Uh, we were in Paris, the European Soccer Championships, went home for a week and came back. It was great for me to start there because that was where I did my first British Open. And last year was my 20th. So the fact that I jumped with the contract, which was just a coincidence, helped me because it kept my streak going. So that's uh, 20 in a row for me. So hopefully I'll be involved uh, for uh, many, many years to come. It's my favorite week of the year. We don't go back to uh, Canton, Ohio, where they really created the NFL, if you will, or to New Brunswick, New Jersey, where the first football game was played, according to some reports. We don't go back there to play a Super Bowl or a playoff game. We don't go to Springfield, Mass., where basketball was created to have the NBA semifinals or finals, the conference championship. But we go back to the place where golf really got started, in the, in the old country, in Scotland, and other times in England, and have one of the major championships on a course that's older than the two of us combined. Barely, but yes. older than the two yes. of us well, we combined. We know you're 50, so, um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about it. And especially if you ever have a chance to go, anyone, go to the Open Championship, do it in Scotland. No disrespect to England. It's a fine experience in I don't England. see how they could possibly take that bad. But, <laughs> but the towns in Scotland, they just feel golf, and it is their pride that comes just gushing out five, six, seven years every time they get the chance to host the Open in their town. And uh, the Rona is great, having seen all of them, and I love going, and I look forward to going back again this year for number 21. Number 21. And do, do you, when you're sitting there watching... Because you guys are responding a lot to, to a monitor. You have yes. all your all your notes on everything. You never see the golf. You. You're kind of looking at the monitors here. So all the golfs, best golfers in the world are playing back here, and you're looking here. <laughs> it's just, it's like, with that second shot in 18, I like to look around. Just so I can say, I saw one shot actually happen. So well, our preparation, which is what you asked before, but I failed to answer, which was nice. <laughs> I spent enough time with athletes. <laughs> you try to know as much about everyone as you need. So you don't spend a lot of time on the guy who you'll only see once or twice. But if he becomes a major story, there's a great research team and you scramble. But I always have my own notes that I've kept from over the years. So I try to freshen those up every year. And now that I don't do the tour every week but see it about seven, eight times a year, you always want to get up to date. New guys on tour, you want to meet them, talk to them, find out a little bit about them. uh, Because you don't want to screw up their moment. That's their moment in the sun, in the spotlight their chance on the major championship stage. And uh, you just want to make sure that you add the right note at the right time to heighten their excellence. So you want to make sure you're prepared on everyone and have something just in case that person becomes the man of the moment. Mm. Do, you, do you have notebooks like that for every sport that you do? I do. I do. The, uh, the tennis one doesn't get much use anymore. I'm done doing <laughs> tennis. So that's kind of that's more in the back corner of, of the house now. Basketball stuff has moved. But almost every sport I try to keep notebooks, other notes, stuff on my computer, and stay up to date on it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the secret behind the encyclopedic knowledge of Mike Tirico. We were wondering about that. As a matter of fact, um, and this is a, a completely unrehearsed, natural, organic moment here. We decided let's 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 put Mike to the test because you, you always seem to know so much about each athlete or each person as they pop up, and now we know it's because of the notebook. So we, we decided that uh, tonight, and our audience has no idea this is going to happen. Um, 
we decided with our, our special correspondent, Ken Van Campen here, uh, Cali Live, he's going to walk around and find some members of the audience. And special see. correspondent? He's, he's special. He's special. We get, we get a, a significant tax break by employing him here. He's going to walk around, and he is going to find completely unsuspecting people of this audience and see if you can, you can come up with something interesting about each and every one of them. Are you up for this, this challenge? No, but okay. okay. <laughs> so Ken, I don't know, just completely random if you if you don't mind? Yeah. Anything? Go right ahead. Okay. Um, how about you, uh, young lady? Yes, young lady. Hi, I'm Penny Mutzel. Oh, Penny. Was, yes, hi. I was wondering what your thought process was when you were at the um, Open mm. in Scotland. All right, now this is Penny from Spencer Iowa, I believe, is that right? Yeah. Would, would oh. that be right? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Wow. That's that, correct. That is, that's impressive. <laughs> do I have to do more on Penny? Or? I don't know. I wasn't part of this bit rehearsal. So, uh, <laughs> there, in fact, was, was no rehearsal here. It's just, <laughs> no, no. just a random fact about Penny, but I'm honored to meet Penny. I yeah. believe, believe, are you, are you uh, married to someone who you've known for a while? Yes. She might be the one who was married to a high school sweetheart. Oh. That is correct. That is correct. That's, correct. that's yes. the best. That's all the information I have on okay. Penny. <laughs> but Penny, Penny's from Spencer, Iowa. And that was hard for me to remember for some reason. I don't know, why don't you find somebody else here? Okay, let's move around. <laughs> uh, anyone else, Ken, that you know? Maybe uh, two yeah, or three. Let's see. Any yeah. random? Pick anybody please randomly, don't please. Randomly. Remember How about you, young man? Spencer, Iowa. Oh, speaking, oh. Of, speaking of Spencer, this guy I actually know because he's fixed my computer a time or two. And you are? Spencer Garrity? Oh, wait. So wait, she's yeah. Penny from, that's why I couldn't remember you. She's Penny from Spencer. You're Spencer from, uh, you, where's your office? IT Do you have an office here somewhere? Sure. Yeah, off, you're from Scranton, like The Office, right? Right. That's oh. uh, Spencer oh. Scranton. Yeah. Spencer Scranton. I love that. So it's Penny, yeah. from, Penny from Spencer, Spencer from Scranton. Do you know Penny Spencer? I do. You do? You do. I know everybody. Have you ever been to Spencer? <laughs> Have you ever been to Spencer Spencer? No. <laughs> Maybe Penny can take you with her high school sweetheart. Too. That'd be good. Yeah. Spencer. That'd be quite the trip, Penny and her husband and Spencer. I'd like to see that one. Spencer from Scranton. Going go. back to Spencer. I'd love to see that you one. You got one more in you, maybe? One more person? Yeah, I think we got one more. Randomly selected? Uh, Randomly selected. Yeah, here. I don't feel like going From a hermetically person. sealed list? How about this gentleman? Hey, Mike. Matt Spateri. You're Matt. Yeah. When you got started in sports broadcasting, what were your goals? My goals? Yeah. Uh, to sit in front of a studio audience of about three or four dozen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Career to, goals. Uh, to deal with Harry's below average humor. <laughs> yes. That is generous. That's very generous. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And I'm trying to remember what your deal is. What's your deal? Did you, did you play a sport in high school, perhaps? I did. You did. Uh, you weren't a baseball player. I know that. Did you, did you play? Did you play um, a sport in Ypsilanti, Michigan, perhaps? I did. Oh. Can anybody name Ypsilanti, Michigan, which is just 12 miles from where I live in Ann Arbor? Anybody? Oh, there you go. Always, there's always one. There's always one. It's just pathetic. It really is. Uh, go green. I have to say for my Michigan State friends oh, yeah, at home. Just going to keep something bouncing. Just so no one so, throws anything at you. There, exactly right. Yeah. So you're an Eastern Michigan guy. Were you a Huron of Eastern Michigan, or were they the Eagles Eagle. at that time? I was an Eagle. That's nice. And which, which sport did you play there? Hockey. Hockey. You were a future Detroit Red Wing, like a center right wing kind of guy. Yes. Had a little bit of that, like a young Red Dylan wing, Larkin, yeah. or that would be now an older Dylan Larkin. Is that what you are? 
Okay. See, there we go. So we have full. Impressive. We have we have a center, a Spencer, and a penny from Spencer. <laughs> right? Easy. That's it. Easy. And we're out. Prepared. Hello. Put that in your notebook. Your Callaway Live notebook. You got to put that in your Callaway Live notebook. Just ran random. Random facts about random people who just happen to be in the audience tonight. What could be funnier? This is this is fake news. This is, this is fake news. Absolutely. Oh, it's fine. It's not. So what, what what does the rest of the summer look like for you as far as getting geared up for, I would guess, a really busy few months as we get cranking here? Yeah, the Winter Olympics are in 12 months, so I'll spend uh, each month trying to memorize the names of all 2,600 athletes <laughs> who'll be coming in. And I like to identify each one in the opening ceremony when they walk in. Here comes Bob, here comes Joanne. Uh, I'm going to take the early part of the year. I hate to be serious with you because there's nothing serious about this show. No. 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 Uh, I'll take the early part of the year and really spend some time looking at the Olympics because I don't have as much on my plate. Golf kicks in in March. Uh, there'll be some horse racing involved around the Triple Crown. Golf sprinkled in through things like the Players' Championship in May and the Open in July. Work some Golf Channel stuff in April and June. And even in uh, the late part of March, I get to do an LPGA tournament, uh, which I haven't done in a while. So I'm really excited about uh, doing that. It's the uh, ANA Inspiration, which mm -hmm. is the first major uh, of the year, really, in golf. It's the first major for the ladies. And, boy, Mike Wan's done such a good job. He's done such a good job with the LPGA. I think it's a circuit that's on the rise and has some great talent and uh, is being put in great markets in the U.S. as well. I know in my hometown of Ann Arbor, they added a tournament this past year. And uh, I think they're finding the right spots to hit. So I'm excited to do that and work with uh, Judy Rankin. Judy Rankin again, Hall absolutely. Hall of Famer, who, uh, who I worked with 20 years ago, get to sit next to her and call an event again, which would be pretty cool. So uh, a lot of that and then start gearing up. Football comes faster than you think. It's the first week in August, we're off with the Hall of Fame game and all that good stuff, and then it'll be quick because the Super Bowl is on Sunday in Minneapolis in 2018. I'll be there watching the Falcons. <laughs> the Falcons parade will be a couple of days later. Yes. <laughs> Love that. And then from Sunday, the Super Bowl on NBC, and then Thursday we'll have the first night of the Winter Olympics. Oh, so it's wow, a tight, busy, yeah. tight turnaround plus half a world away. Korea's a 12-plus hour flight and a 14-hour Time difference. See, I've learned two things about Korea already. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have the job a few days, and I've kind of figured that out. Well, we know you're busy, and we really appreciate you being here and spending some time with us. This and is it? I, the only thing I, yeah, the only thing I would. <laughs> I thought I thought this was an hour. I thought, this, oh, is there another guest? No, yeah, we got a, uh, Costas is coming in. Good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the warm-up act, <laughs> you is what are, you're yeah. telling me. Yeah, Good. The, the only thing I would just beg yes. to differ on you, I think my humor is perfectly average. So, thanks everybody for being here. Thanks to, thanks to, to Mike Drew. Thank, Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time on Callaway Live.